Welcome, yours truly, Ron Stafford, keeping you company on another exciting episode of Unconventional Ministry. Of course, we are a podcast service of SAT7. Today's Unconventional Ministry program includes a bathtub baptism, an extremist militant turned missions pastor, and an out-of-the-box discipleship for a golf church. Hope you've had a chance to check out our wonderful conversations we've had over the past uh, few months. We've had a great conversation with uh, Rita Elmunayer, our new CEO. We had a great discussion with our uh, Sat7 reporter, Sam Nagy, uh, an update on the story of Miriam and what she went through with her family. And with me in studio right now is Ray and Sue Hyden. You may remember the conversation that uh, Dennis and Ray and I had some months back. It was a wonderful conversation, and his better half is joining me in studio. Ray and Sue, how are you today? Thank you for the time. Thank you for having us. The unconventional ministry portion of our our program is, is very instrumental here. Ray, you talk about the differences in television, how Christian TV is seen in the East and the West. Whenever I visit a church uh, uh, here in the West, sometimes they ask me what they do and how is the ministry going, and I say we're a Christian television, and they have a second thought about it because, you know, uh, here in the West we have some observations about the Christian television, and uh, we may agree or disagree with what's on the display or we may disagree or agree with some of the theological uh, issues. But uh, uh, here's the thing. Here in the West, this is one of the options, many options that we have, many resources we have. You have the church, you have the online, you have the different groups, and there's a lot of studies that you can do theologically. But back in the Middle East, and this is what makes Sat7 unconventional, that this is probably the only resource or source of information about Christianity to most people, Christians and non-Christians, who lives in the region. So imagine that this is, could be your church, your place where you grow in Christ, your place where you hear about new things, uh, the place when you get educated, theologically educated. So that's it's one and only source that available for everybody. And again, remember, here we have an open platform. There, things are censored. Right. So SAT7 is uncensored, and it's free to air. So here in the West, we, we pay for the cable. Back over there, they don't pay for the cable. Uh, Here we have uh, freedom everywhere we go and the freedom of speech. Back in the Middle East, you don't have the freedom of speech uh, or journalism or even television, but this is one source of the information that we can go to, uh, uh, especially people who are in different places in Arab countries and Iran and Turkey, and it's uncensored. They just can flip their remote control and find it and watch it freely without any censorship. I know Ray's when we sat seven for nine years. You came on in 2017. You're our director of ministry partnerships. You have a background in leading ministry. Talk about your work in ministry and, and then the two of you blending that together. I was part of Christian uh, music Christian team in, from Jordan. Um, and we used to go to all over the Jordan, different churches, and just... Uh, Praise the Lord. And just a lot of times also we use that as a way to uh, evangelism, mm-hmm. for evangelism. Uh, we use our own music, our own lyrics. Uh, and then we had the chance to travel all over the Middle East area. So we went to Lebanon, to Syria, uh, to different places. It's a great tool. And then when Sat7 started, uh, Sat7 was our platform. So for us to be able to reach out to thousands uh, through Sat7, we did that. It was, a, I think, we were the first team actually who did video clips. I'm talking about, you know, 20 years ago. Right, right. Uh, you know, we were we used Sat7. They did, uh, they shoot a lot of uh, video clips for us that mm-hmm. time. Sat7 had been part of my life before Ray was. <laughs> it was uh, excellent. Our way to uh, 
use our music to evangelize people. Sure. A young lady from Iran uh, who got to know the Lord through her iPad. She is in a secure place watching television, uh, just surfing and find this set seven started to look at it and then she gave herself to the Lord and she gave her life to the Lord, so became a Christian. Mm -hmm. But remember, she is in a, the aggressive place of Iran and she cannot say that I turned to be a Christian. And she cannot also try to find other believers because she can be killed if, he just, if she just tried to find one. Right. And then she wanted another more resources. So she has the Bible, online Bible, and the Sat7 online television through the iPad to watch mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But then she got to know that she needs to be baptized. And this is one of the commands that she has to follow and to be a Christian. So she was crying, asking the Lord, what shall I do? I want to obey you. And I don't know how to do that. Then the, the same week, Sat7 was showing Jesus' film in her language, in the Farsi language. Mm -hmm. So she found Jesus get baptized. And she was delighted to see that, that Jesus himself did it. So she got the idea. She said, okay, all what I need is the Holy Spirit to baptize me and the water. And I have both. I have the Holy Spirit in my heart and I have water at home. So she went back home and filled her tap with water and she baptized herself. Wow. And she claimed that I'm Christian. And then she sent on the Facebook uh, post for us two years ago and said, now I can call myself a Christian. That's I've never the, heard of anybody baptizing themselves. That's, that's fantastic. Listen, Ron, I, I have two degrees in theology, and I can tell you what she did is very okay. Uh, she, didn't, she didn't need to go to the seminary or a I confirmation. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Uh, uh, on the confirmation from uh, of the church committee, uh, right. this is all good. But if she doesn't have it, she got the idea. She got the, 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 the real essence of it, that she needs the Holy Spirit to be a presence, and she needs the water to, to practice that. And she did it myself. I never heard about anybody baptize himself and said, but within her context, she did the right thing. And I don't think any theologian will disagree with me about that. Can I tell you a, a story of uh, something that happened sure. to us? Sure. We were in a, in a Western country. I'm not going to name that for the security of the guy. We were visiting a church, presenting Sat7, and then one guy was at the presentation. He came to us and, um, and a very uh, uh, clear Arabic uh, words. He said, thank you. I want to talk to you after we you finish the presentation. So we gathered around him and we talked with him and his name is, I can share that, is Abraham. So Abraham is just not a real name, but we'll just say his real name, but we'll say Abraham. So Abraham started to share his testimony and he said that he was a responsible for a militant group to make some chemical devices to attack Christians. One day, uh, his leaders ask him to take the Bible and find more errors so they can get more troubles for the Christians and find ways for them to, uh, from the, the scripture, that because of that error, they need to be killed. He rejected that for the first time, and he said, I'm not going to touch the infidel book, but eventually had to obey his, uh, uh, his leaders. Thankfully, he did. And then he started to read, and then the Lord manifested himself to him uh, day after day, and then he started to think about his faith and what he's doing. To cut the long story short, he got to know that there is something about different about this Jesus and this Christianity. And he was this misinformed about it. Mm. So uh, he wanted to acquire more information, to learn more information. So mm. he is hidden in some place. He is wanted man. He is in a militant group, a militant religious group. And uh, the only way for him to look at the Christian content was just to look at Sat7 at that time. 
So he started to look at Sat 7 and, he, and the Lord has led him to watch a worship hour. So the worship hour, and he felt, he said that people are like in a joy, the different joy I never experienced before. But then we told him, so what one thing led you really to connect the dots together? He said the worship. Because week after week, I thought at the first time, the worshipers are like actors. You know what they're doing? This is all in the studio. So they're acting very well. Good for them. But then different faces, different worship hours, different places. He said, they cannot be all actors. There is something different. So then my wife asked him, Abraham, what really made you to feel that connection? He said, because the worshipers were connecting with something. At that time, I didn't know that this is the Lord and the Holy Spirit and the living God. But they were connecting with him. They have that relationship, which I never had experienced myself in my faith before. So then he got to know the Lord. He got convicted and he he loved the Lord. And uh, that change was shown in him. And then they tried to kill him because he really looked different. He, he got on fire. He yeah. got on fire for the Lord. And remember, all what he has, the book that was given to him by the militants group to find errors, mm -hmm. and the satellite television, Sat7 at that time, to watch. Now, you know, wife's asking good questions. She asked him the $1 million question. He said, Abraham, what do you do for a living right now here in this Western country? And to our shock and surprise, he said, I am the missions pastor of this church. So that was a new Paul for us. It's the same story like Paul when he was Saul, killing Christians, and now he turned to be the number one. The Lord is in work with Sat7. If, if they are in a tent, the Bedouin tent, or if they are in the prison, and we heard that before, or, or if they are uh, in hidden, like in an underground place that we don't, we cannot reach to. But they all have satellites and have television, and the Lord is working. Let's just talk about you know the Christian in, in the West versus the Christian in the East. Mm -hmm. I've heard this, you know, I've grown up, you know, Christian, you know, my whole life, and accepted the Lord when I was nine. People would think, oh, I don't need to go to church. I've got you know whatever on my direct TV. Mm -hmm. I'll just stay home and watch David Jeremiah, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And there are some that need to do that. You know, shut-ins and different things like that. Yes. But it just seems like, and what the story you just you just told to me that Sub Seven is a lifeline. There's not just I don't want to go. There's I can't leave my house right. because of people sitting outside or what house imprisonment or different things like that. The power of what, in my opinion, of what Sat7 is doing in the Middle East through a satellite dish is just amazing. That's indeed. In the year 2000, we uh, we got the assignment to pastor a church in a, in a Gulf states. And uh, if you know anything about this place, there is not too many Christians or any Christians at all, we saw the church was built on the expats. So the expatriates come to the land, work in there, and then they need a place to worship. Some of the governments were generous enough to understand that need and have the uh, a forum church, a building church. So I was a pastor and Sue was helping in that. And then we had a big problem because this is the only venue that church is one site and a big country that uh, as big as uh, uh, California or as big as uh, uh, Texas in size. And this is only one church and you have many people, even they can come or you cannot come, but they want to learn more about Christianity and what you will do with them the rest of the week. So Sat7 for us was the, probably the only platform that we can direct people to it to watch the Christian uh, message during the week and even get more information, get more theological education uh, all uh, week long. And we have many that they seek information about Christianity. They are not Christians. 
and uh, sometimes it's not allowed by the state or by the government uh, to share the the faith with them but easily i can say well turn on the tv there's a channel called sat7 and they will have all the answers and now they come back to me and say we've been watching all week long and i say i hope my members at church can listen to what you're saying because they are always thinking that you don't have enough church meetings for them but then you have people who are hungry they're watching Sat7 and they get fed all week long. Right. That's unconventional in and of itself. So yes. you're basically using the the ministry of Sat7 on air mm-hmm. to work with your church where you're at. The simple metaphoric to that that okay, we meet once or twice a week. That's some that's an hour or two or three hours at the maximum. Right. But then you have the whole week you need to be fed. Like every one of us needs at least three meals, maybe more. Or less, but at least once a once a day, then you need a meal for to nurture your body. But then, what about your spirituality? Exactly. I, I found that from the non-Christians who told me that Sat Seven helped them through the week. That was my line to my church members to tell them, do like those guys and watch it because this is a good source of information that I endorse and I watch myself as a pastor. If you would like to say that church building is good because you need to the body of Christ to get together. But then the invisible church, the virtual church, this is a SAT7 platform. It's a big church. It includes everybody. That doesn't exclude anybody. But it's, and, it's, and it has a lot of variety of programs that many people just can watch it, find a lot of peace, comfort, and answers. I can answer that much of the questions. I have that much of the time. I can answer some phone calls. I can meet with limited number of people. But with SAT7, you have the platform working 24-7. Even some people, when they said, oh, I didn't get that. I was at work. I didn't watch the television. I didn't watch the program. Can I watch it again? I said, yes, indeed. You have the rerun of the program. But you don't have a rerun of the sermon or of the worship uh, over there. So we may record that for people to watch it later. And then this is what SAT7 been doing, been taking the church services as well at home. We met many people that they said we never knew how the Christians worship. And they have all the wrong information about how the Christian worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they heard that from somebody else or they didn't know at all. But that once they started to watch and see that, they, they see a significant connection between the worshipers and between the other one, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. they know that they are worshiping a living God. How did you guys meet? Let's just go back to that. We met through a Christian camp. We were in Jordan, actually. He was visiting from Egypt, and we met there. How long ago was this? In 1997. We got married in uh, 2000. Three years? Three years for this woman, my friend? I know. Three years? Yeah. <laughs> it took us some time because we were both, uh, you know, doing our own thing. We the right time. I was just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I just <laughs> remember that we live in two different countries. Yes, exactly. Like exactly. Egypt. You see, Ron, in, in, in our case, we both were in the ministry, and this is a very uh, mm. special opportunity for us because you, you have to find not only the one you, that you love and uh, continue your life with, but someone who can support and support your ministry as well. So in my case and in her case, I learned something from a short statement of a, a great man of God when he said, when it's God's well, it's God's bell. And it's really, that's what it is. We're broke and we don't have any resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thinking about getting together was just uh, way above the ceiling. It's, it's, it's more than a dream. We can't even dream of it. 
So if it's if it's left for for both of us, we will never do it with our human nature thinking. God provided everything, and it's just it was about six months from the time we got engaged to the time we got married. And if you didn't know anything about the Middle East, uh, because of the bad economy that we have, people wait for years, more than three, four, sometimes five years. They are together, but they can't get because of they cannot make a house. But in our case, and against all the, the economic laws, uh, the Lord has provided everything for us. And even the rings that we're carrying from now, these were gifts from my parents uh, to us. We, we were that broke, even the rings, we couldn't buy it. What is next for you two? You guys live in California, correct? That's where you yes, make correct. your home currently. Are you heading back to the middle region fairly shortly? Just talk about the next few, say, three or four months down the road and what the Lord has called you to do for Sunset. We usually go to Middle East um, once a year, okay. and there God always opened doors for us to, to minister locally. We read the stories. When we go there, we meet actual people. Yeah. I remember last year, was it last, yeah, last year, I was leading worship in one of the churches okay. that was full of Iraqi refugees. Wow. And, and the women there, they were all saying, uh, praise the Lord for the hardships we went through. Because if it's, this never happened in our life, we never met the Lord. They had to leave their home with just the clothes on them, nothing else. And they were so bitter and so yeah, broken. Where they are at, at the refugee camp, they met the Lord. And it's all changed. They don't care anymore if they have a house or clothes or they are in a refugee camp. They have yeah. the peace of the Lord. Because they house. know their future home lives. Exactly. It's, uh, hardship sometimes can be a struggle for us to, to accept. But when you yeah. have the Lord in your heart... You can see things through his eyes and yeah. accept things through through that. So yeah. I, that's why I'd love to go back there because I can see, you know, life stories. Exactly. And, and, and put things in my life also in perspective. Like we are spoiled here when we go there and see people uh, and how things are. Just put things back into the right perspective. I would say we are we are not only just spoiled, we're blessed here in America. God bless America for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, th- this is a great uh, illustration to how... The church, capital C, can come with us in this ministry and put a hand. We visit churches, we visit people, and then we go back to the Middle East. So we have, as Sue said, a life stories, fresh stories that we can share with people. Right. So if the churches or individuals ask us to come over any place in the U.S., we will welcome that. Just to connect with us, sat7 at sat7.org. Uh, um, uh, so we can connect with you and then we can give you more information about that but since you mentioned that Ron this year uh, earlier uh, during the Easter time I joined Islam Nagy and we visited Miriam and Erbil uh, and actually Karakosh in her, her hometown our, cool. our mission was uh, to check on the family and make sure that you're back home and celebrate Easter with them mm. so uh, uh, for our viewers or listeners uh, if you go to uh, sat7usa.org and type on sequel of hope, they will find the short video and then the longer documentary. The longer documentary will document a four days of visiting Miriam and her family back home and the day-to-day life and how things has been for them. That's a great story to watch uh, on Sat7 YouTube as well. So go to uh, YouTube, Sat7NA, North America, and find the, uh, the sequel of hope or find the Miriam story. Or just go to our website, sat7usa.org, and type on a search uh, sequel of hope uh, to watch part of uh, that story that Mm -hmm. broke out. Back to your question, yes, we do visit the Middle East from time to time. We always need resources. We need this kind of uh, help to make more of those trips. These trips are uh, way uh, above our budget, limited budget. 
And uh, if anybody would like to come together with us and uh, help us to do more of those trips, the vision trips, the mission trips, uh, this is will help us to bring back more joy and uh, encouragement to the church campus. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've watched those those videos with Miriam. I I love the cross that is behind. It's this huge yes. cross mm-hmm. that there's, that's there, and I just that just stood out when you said that. Anything else either of you would like to share in the few remaining moments we have? Anything you'd like to share to our listeners about? just the work that you're doing or just uh, provide encouragement? For me, SAT7, it helps people who are isolated, especially women. Uh, For example, there are a lot of countries in the Middle East that women are not allowed to drive. Women are not allowed to travel without their husband. So all what they are doing there is just taking care of the kids. And that's it. They they don't have a value. They don't feel they're important. So SAT7, through their programs, that is aimed for women has been helping women to know that you are you do have value. Especially with Rita at the helm now too, you have a yeah. woman CEO. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about Tessa. It's not only dealing with the spiritual, which is important, spiritual aspects of it, mm-hmm. but also dealing with humans and their value. Those needs that a lot of times they in in our society that they can't go to church or they or they don't have even friends. Yeah. That's the only resource for them to know that they are loved and they are valued. That's fantastic. You know, Ron, uh, I will take that as an illustration to your question. Uh, A lady from Iran was just under severe uh, uh, pressure from the family. She was, uh, she got married uh, when she was 12 or maybe 13 with an arranged marriage. And her husband was uh, a drugs addiction. The way for him to get more of the drugs is to sell her body. Uh, So that was a terrible thing. She always felt there is something wrong with her and she's cursed. Until she watched Sat 7 and she found that she is valuable and the Lord loves her the way she is, this is how she came to Christ and her life has changed. What I would like to encourage your listeners or people are listening to you right now or to the podcast is to come together with us. We can help more people to learn how to live a better life and their uh, journey. Uh, daily life and of course to get to know the Lord. It's a, one of the, uh, as uh, uh, Terry Asker, the founders uh, always said, it's one of the very few agents in the world and the Middle East that broadcast God's love and do the evangelism 24-7. That's uh, unprecedented and it's different. I'm asking everyone is listening is really uh, give the time to pray for this ministry and if the Lord is allowing you to use the resources then the, go to sat7usa.org uh, and find ways to partnership with us. To every dollar make a family in the Middle East watch the Christian television for a whole year. You think about that, and it's a, uh, it's a, I can't get a coffee for a dollar even in, in the McDonald's. It's yeah. always a dollar something, but for a dollar you can you can give a hope for a whole family if they are at home or a refugee camp to get to know Christ. Thank you so much for the time. This was wonderful. I loved your stories and your perspective on, on women and everything else. It's just fantastic. Again, with me has been Ray and Sue Heinen. Ray is, of course, our Director of Ministry Partnerships, working in tandem with Dennis Weems. Thank you to both for the time. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's going to do it for me, Ron Stafford. Thanking you, as always, for being right there. And remember, only with God's strength and God's help, you truly can make today a superb day and tomorrow even better. We'll chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. Sat7 is changing how ministry is done by using cutting-edge technology. And we beam age-old biblical truth through well-produced programs into living rooms. By partnering with churches, we're able to overcome obstacles in communicating the gospel message around the world. 
We also offer web streaming, and our apps can be downloaded on various smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. The SAT-7 return on your investment is that $1 provides one document home with one year of SAT-7 broadcasts. In order for SAT-7 to continue in this effort, we need support from listeners like you. Visit us online today at sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Again, that's sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Or call us at 866-744-7287. That's 866-744-7287.